There was a birthing scene in a movie last night. This girl screaming, ah, ah. Caden walks out. He's like, what, am, what are you, what, <laughs> what, is, I, going what is going on? on? I'm like, you wouldn't understand it. It's art. <laughs> oh, on that note, welcome. Welcome no, you do it. to Talkbox. Welcome to Talkbox. Yeah. Welcome to Talkbox. Talk bo- is it the Talkbox or Talkbox? No, it just has to be Talkbox. Talkbox? Talkbox. Okay. 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 Talkbox. 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 Okay. It can be loose. It can be free. Okay. 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 Talkbox. 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 Okay. Talkbox. Talkbox. This is Talkbox. 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 This is Talkbox. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not pretty bad good. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Right there. This is Talkbox. Oh, are we going to have an actual logo now? Look at that logo. Oh, it's there right yeah. now? Like as yeah. I'm talking, the logo's there? Oh, sure, I'll put it. Yeah, put yeah it. so like just leave it, it there. Let it hang. Yeah, Let yeah. it levitate or something. Float around. <laughs> how, how good are your graphic design? Can you have it do things? No, you can't do that. You don't know how to do that. <laughs> if you want to replace Machi on this podcast, please send an email. Please. I. So I, I've been wrestling with this actually, the idea of like motivation. And obviously this is something we wrestle with all the time. Oh yeah. my God. But like, I know that I need to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I want to do. Yeah. But I don't want to do it. You're scared to fail. See, that's why we only succeed. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh no, it's you know, it's just like something I want to do, but it, it just it just doesn't happen. I'm in like a, a very exploratory phase right now. Mm-hmm. I bought that that photo book recently. Yeah. Very nice. Dado Moriyama. Yeah, it's inspiring. Very nice. That one too. David Campany on photographs. If you're looking into photo books. <laughs> do people uh, make money off those? Very much. Yeah. yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of money. That was make a living that off that. That was not a cheap book. Mm. Guess. 80 bucks. It's so messed up. What? It's so messed up. When when something is not cheap, but you overguess the price. So in in reality, the price, which is lower than the amount that you just guessed, doesn't look as much. It doesn't sound like as much as it well, is. We just have different relative because, values of expensive. I think it was fifty. I mean, books are like 20 bucks. Yeah. So 50 bucks. Yeah, it's an expensive book. It's an expensive book. It's a very nice book. Yeah. Should I show it? No. No. They don't deserve it. <laughs> um, uh, this is Talkbox today. What are we talking about, Machi? I thought I would just free ball it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Having a hard time? In life. <laughs> oh, oh, in coming up with a concept? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I had some good ones earlier. Narg woke me up. Uh, Why the fuck do you always hold that thing so weird? Narg Why can't you just me hold up? it like an apple? What do you, what do you, what do you mean hold it like an apple? Like an apple. How are you holding that? Yeah, just like that. No, no, that's You're not. You're holding it by like the edge of like, it's so I don't, unbalanced I, in your like, hand. I need to like, it's like a thing, you know? Like, okay, go ahead. Why go do you ahead. always insult me? I don't. It's, you it's insult actually me. crazy. You insult me. You have me. such a massive ego. What, what <laughs> happens when you put two people with massive egos in the same room on the same podcast? Gold. Oh man, let's do a little recap. We'll see if we uh, fly off anywhere. <laughs> uh, this week, actually, yeah, I talk about this literally every week. I met with a new person. 
And oh my God. Uh, it was really, it was a really exciting meeting. It was someone that I hadn't seen in like, I'm 26. It's someone that I haven't seen in like 19 years. So I was like seven. Wow. And they were, they had uh, recently, not recently actually, they had built a, a creative career over a long period of time and are now very successful. And um, they were, he was a friend of my parents when I was growing up and he helped out my parents. My parents helped him out and, uh, so I, f- he found out after such a long time of not seeing him, he found out that I do something like audio engineering and mm-hmm. he's in the creative field. So it was just, he was so excited to hear that I was doing audio engineering. He, yeah. I ended up meeting with him and we had a really good conversation. We're very, very similar and he was a very warm, kind, genuine person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just really excited to talk to him and see what, uh, you know, comes of that. I have him as a mentor. So that was a really, really big high point in my life because he yeah. was telling me along the things like like i know what it's like being in your shoes mm-hmm. potentially worse like being engaged or you know like mm-hmm. in the same situation i am in now mm-hmm. only basically being engaged act and get trying to get married and um and he's like i know what it's like to be in your shoes don't worry it's gonna be fine it's a big he's like looking back at it all those bad moments, they prepare you for your biggest moments. And it's a huge, huge patience thing. Like you're going to sit there and be like, why the fuck am I doing this right now? Yeah. Why the fuck am I doing this? Like I want to be, let's say like, I want to be an audio engineer. I want to make music. Like why the fuck am I recording a interview? Or mm-hmm. a um, why am I doing an audio audiobook. for audiobook? I was yeah. just about to say, why am I doing audiobooks? Right? But all those things play a very small piece in the puzzle Mm. you know you learn something from everything that you do even if first of all i don't think this is the only lesson you can learn from doing one thing like um if you do audiobooks you're not only (laughs) going to learn that you don't want to do audiobooks you know what i mean there's like a lot of procedures and the way that you operate on a professional level with different companies you learn a lot Mm -hmm. and i've seen it you know so so it's like patience and everything will come in the right time but it's it's honestly sad how and I, I emphasize this every week mm-hmm. about how you, and I feel like a broken record and maybe I'm getting boring on the podcast already, but it's really who you know. And the person yeah. who didn't know anyone, who now knows a lot of people will say the same thing. The person who has never met anyone and is not getting anywhere will say the same thing. And every single person I've talked to, it's like mm. who you know, the connections you make. It's not how good you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not, like obviously there's anomalies. There's people who like, but most of the times like who you know, even if you came from nothing and you could be you could have engineered one uh artist that ended up blowing up and that was the person you knew and and now you have huge connections to a bunch of people you know like it's just it's just crazy mm-hmm. it's 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 honestly insane how people uh focus their attention sometimes just in the wrong direction do you feel like this connection will lead to fruitful endeavors in your life you know i try not to think of I try not to think of people as avenues of success mm. because um, you'll be disappointed. You'll sure. be very disappointed in what you, the outcomes. If you fantasize yeah. about outcomes in your head, it'll never be the way that it actually turns out. So I'm I'm more so excited to have this person just in my corner because they're such a good person mm. and to like be able to offer me advice and offer me direction when I feel like I'm the most lost because they've been in that same situation. Yeah, you know so. Um, Obviously, you know, we, 
I meet other people and I try to help them out. They try to help me out. It's sort of just like a give and take. You have to be able to help other people as well. Yeah. So it's not just a one-way street a lot of the times. Um, but yeah, like it's exciting to see what comes in the future of all the people that we've met. I mean, we are embarking. Why don't we talk about that? We're embarking on a new uh Can I say something first? Journey. Can I say something first yeah. in regards to what you said? Um, this may be a little negative, but… Sure. <laughs> uh there's something, you know, about when you meet people and the connections you make, especially if you're doing a favor for someone yeah. or you're helping them out in some way or you're working for them, they will make promises, you know, just out of nowhere. It's yeah, something yeah, yeah. that I've noticed a lot in mm-hmm. LA where someone will Not be Not an like, LA thing. Human thing. I hate it when people say that. So LA. <laughs> it's not LA. Sure, 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 sure. But I guess I guess the thing is I have not done any creative yeah, endeavors yeah, yeah. outside of LA. So yeah. it's like… Oh, like I'm connected with these people. I'll like, I'll like hire you for this or something. Yeah. Or like, you know, like I'm literally, I've had someone say, like, I'm not just saying this. I'm not just hitting <laughs> yeah, you with yeah. this empty promise. And then they proceed to hit me with an empty yeah, promise. You have to follow up with those people though. You, you're not following up with them. <laughs> I know you. You're not following, you're not texting them. I'm, I'm, I'm like, cha- I'm not chasing them, but like, I'm following up texts. If, if they ignore me, then, mm. then I don't follow up again. But I'm like, I'm following up with sure, people. Sure, sure, sure. And people sure, who sure. I reach out to and people who reach out to me, you don't like, they'll be like, oh, we should hang out soon. Like, yeah, sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Great. Hit me up again and then let's hang out. I'm not going to fucking chase after you and say, yeah, I really want to hang out with this random person. Mm. No, I have texted people multiple times without mm-hmm. them answering. I know it's all love. They're just like, forget to answer. And usually that's the case. It's like, they're super busy. They forget to answer. Same as me. Mm. You know, and a week, two weeks goes by and you don't realize that you haven't answered this person. So I agree with you. There are a lot of empty promises, but if you follow up, they're not empty promises. Mm. You know, they're only empty promises if you haven't like, if you haven't done anything about it. Right. Because you'll never see the end of it. That's good. That's good. It's not that good. What, what, what? No, because it's also a good way of weeding out who's full of Sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, you'll at least you'll know for sure who's full you really shot at least you'll feel like you shot your shot you did the best that you can mm-hmm. for that situation and that's it yeah but if you didn't you'd be like mm, i should have texted them i should have not it's going to eat away at your mind Mm-mm-mm. and then you're going to be just frustrated with yourself and other people but yeah don't have expectations <clears throat> sure yeah i don't look at people as avenues of success because they're ultimately also just doing it for themselves like People want to succeed and help others succeed. Mm. But if they haven't reached where they want to be, they're mm-hmm. still trying to make themselves succeed. You know what I mean? You're secondary to themselves. Yeah. It's selfish, but normal. You know, like it's everyone has bills to pay and, and people to look out for. Sure. You were saying, oh, oh, our new endeavors. Yeah. But I wanted, uh, I wanted to get your thought mm. on, um, on that idea of like the connections that you have made, sure. the, the the friends and whatever you've made, how often do you go out of your way and follow up with those people? Rarely. Yeah. Rarely. Very rarely. And nothing comes of it, right? Yeah. Most of the time, no one will ever just randomly hit you up. Be like, oh yeah, I forgot to hit you up. Right. It's true. It's true. We just had a... This is equivalent of a full ayahuasca ceremony revelation. Well, I I think the issue, I mean, like, 
the issue is that I just don't want to speak to people. Yeah. I have that feeling too. <laughs> um, but I think me more so than you because like Yeah, of course. I'm really in my introvert phase right now. A lot of movies. A lot of movies. <laughs> a lot of movies. My life is just my letterbox account. Follow me on letterbox. <laughs> uh, obscure Machi. I think it's obscure Machi or obscure Asian or something. <laughs> one of the two. Oh man, my letterbox is really something. But yeah, you know, like I, I know sometimes it's hard to look and like think about all the connections I've made and like how to reach out to people and like mm-hmm. if I want to reach out to people and then I think what am I really doing here and then like yeah. what's the point of any of this and then like defeated and I mentality yeah. and I spiral yeah it's it's easy to convince yourself of that too you know I do the same thing with like things that I like cheat on like food or something mm. I'm like oh it's just a snack and like mm, yeah I want to wake up early and like oh it, there's nothing to do in the morning you just convince yourself immediately that there was nothing to do that morning you could have exercised sure. you know what i mean like there's you'll consistently convince yourself like a like a demon speaking to you about like all the things that you shouldn't do because it's the easy way out and i feel mm. like <clears throat> the 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 thing that i set forth for 2024 for like being more disciplined as soon as i have that feeling of that kind of thought i do the exact opposite immediately i'll just do the exact opposite that's of very david goggins of you is it yeah <laughs> It's my king. <laughs> as soon as I feel sad, I turn I'm, around. No, I turn around. No, no, I've no, never no, no. been happier. No, not not that kind. That, that's that's. I haven't reached that kind of uh, awakening yet. That's my final form. <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's like it's like I don't feel sadness. I just drive. <laughs> like, it's not crazy like that. <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, but I have um, I have something that a connection. Who has helped me in the past yeah. and got me work with a, uh, you know, successful people? Right, hit me up yesterday and was like, "Hey, what camera do you have?" I was like, "Oh, you know, I have a Sony A7 IV." He's like, "Huh? Could use your help on the shoot." I was like, "Why?" He's <laughs> like, "We need an AB cam." I was like, "Okay, so you just want to use my camera?" <laughs> so I'm just a glorified rental to you. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "You know what?" But all those come to something. You know, like, what I mean? yeah, he's a cool guy. I like working with him. I think right now my biggest apprehension is that I don't want to drive to Hollywood. I shouldn't be. I know. I know. It's messed up. It's messed up really. I'm not kidding. Like this is me pulling back the veil. It's like I really was like just it's so easy for me to say no. Mm-hmm. It's so you easy are very for me introverted. to say no. It's so easy for me to just be like, oh, I'm doing a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And then I sit here and I photo shoot my eyeballs on the TV <laughs> when I watch a movie. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's easy for me. Yeah. And that's like, that's hard. I I just don't know how to get myself to just, just do, say yes. to just say yes. I mean, I did say yeah, yes. Yeah. I did I'm say just yes. saying like, it's, it's literally yeah. like say yes and figure it out later. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do that too sometimes. Like I got a gig that I am not equipped to do, mm-hmm. but I have the ability to make it happen. Yeah. And I'm like, I just said yes and I'm figuring it out. And a lot of the times that's what it is, but you have to have the ability to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't solely have the ability to do it, but if I can hit up different people to help me out with this gig. It's like a big live event. Yeah. And uh, so that's basically what I'm going to do. But I don't necessarily, if, if someone says no, I have to figure something else out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like a, it's like a huge, it's a huge responsibility. It's the same thing. Like when opportunities come around, say yes. If you're not screwing someone over based on time limitations. Mm. And figure it out for yourself and make that make that opportunity available to you. And it, yeah. Okay, do you want to move on to uh, studio? 
Yeah. I also want to talk about that producing thing. That thing that I realized in the car. We could talk about the studio though. It's up to you. Yeah, we could talk about the studio. So recently, me yeah. and Machi invested in ourselves recently. <laughs> Not recently. Me and Machi invested in ourselves <laughs> For the recently. first time ever. Like, me and Machi invested <laughs> in ourselves. Never before this have we ever invested in ourselves. Together. This is a oh, sure, dual sure, endeavor. In a, in a joint venture. Yeah, sure. joint venture. Uh-huh. Joint venture capitalist firm, basically. <sighs> Amen, brother. <laughs> we are going to be renting a studio space together. Yeah. So that is a really exciting thing. We're going to be moving out of the good old apartment. No, I'm joking. We still have our living situation. This is nice. Look at this, huh? Sorry, keep going. Uh, but we're going to be in a studio room together. Mm-hmm. One piece of it is going to be dedicated to my mixing and recording with the artists that we work with. And then the other half is me, uh, you know, Ma- Machi's office space for video editing, photography. Sure. And sure. I think also the apprehension was that we had to spend a little we don't have that much extra money to spend mm-hmm. right every month like we have our bills we can pay them and everything's good but spending even an extra 500 600 whatever amount of money you know that you spend on a rental space um every month it changes the way that your expenses work that you know whether it's like less like for, for example it could be you're saving $600 less every month. Yeah. Even if you're making more. Like you're, if you save $1,000 every month, now you're saving only $400, which is like, it's important to some people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that being said, uh, I feel like it's super necessary to make small investments and some big investments in yourself, like the microphones and whatever, right? Like in order to professionalize your environment. For me, the studio, in a sense, it's like spending the money, it becomes more serious. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that we are spending money. You take yourself like, more seriously. Just you, yeah. yeah, because you have to. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. And also you're investing that money and you're like, okay, I need to, you need to make that money back every month <laughs> in order for it to feel, in order for it to feel worth <laughs> this it. This morning, I felt like a damn genius when you, when you bought the, he, Narg texted me and he goes, Spending a lot this morning because he bought two coffees and uh, acai bowl. Mm-hmm. And I went, you're going to have to offset that with success today. I was like, this is genius. This is like, <laughs> every day, all we need to do every day is spend like $100. Yeah. And, then, like, and we'll be millionaires by the end of the year. You have to be forced <laughs> to succeed. You have no choice. You know what I mean? I like that. <laughs> put your back against the wall. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually so excited. Not yeah. only that, but… We talk about motivation all the time, and it's the uh, the fact that you can have someone next to you because we're gonna be there a huge mm. chunk of the time, Monday through Friday. It's yeah. like it's gonna be a, a lot of our hours, our free time is just gonna be there basically all day, mm. and it's being able to hold, especially since we work together on a lot of stuff. It's like mm-hmm. being able to hold each other accountable for not for, for for laziness. Yeah, you can't be lazy in your apartment anymore. Yeah, I cannot doing anything in my house anymore. There's always gonna be something to do. Sure, especially with this podcast coming out, it's like. There's always going to be videos and new content ideas and and uh, branding, a, a bunch of new stuff that we can mm-hmm. be working on if we're in the same room together. Yeah. But if you're in a separate room from your you know business partner or whoever it is you work with, um, it's it's so difficult to be consistent with your work. When, yeah, not even just business partner, but like I noticed this in college, and I've also tried to get my roommates to do it here, which they ultimately did not do. <laughs> um, which is like I work better when people are around me mm. because. I'm inherently competitive and I inherently have to be the best. <laughs> I am A1. Yeah. Uh, and so like when my roommates aren't working in here, or, uh, sorry, when my roommates are working in here, mm-hmm. 
um, I start working. Mm. And then it's like, you know, like a little Kobe Mamba mentality. mentality. Where I'm like, I, if you're working, I also have to work. (laughs) You know, but like if nobody else is here, then I can just be lazy. Yeah. Oh, man. It's exciting. I'm glad you're excited because I'm nervous. I'm terrified. I'm not nervous at all. I mean, the opportunity is cool (laughs) for me too because I work with the owner of the establishment. So I also get to be like an A2 and an assistant and work on other projects and record artists and stuff while being there. And my Mm. setup in that room is actually important because now I have like a full additional studio room to help out with the producer engineer. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like an overall cool experience for me, but also it's cool for you because a lot of artists want videography done. They want like, you know, like you could probably do that all the time. Like that's going to be super exciting for you to be able to take pictures of all these like they're like all signed artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're all signed artists. It's going to be really fun. And we'll keep you updated on how it goes. Yeah. We probably won't reveal too much information about like names and stuff I like that. I wonder if but... we'll be recording there. Hmm? This podcast. What? I wonder if we'll be recording this podcast there. Yeah, we probably will. Probably. Yeah. But it might look like ter- it might look terrible. Yeah, we'll do like one test episode. Sure. And then we'll have the viewers decide. We'll, the six people that watch the YouTube video, we'll have them decide. Six million Six people? million people that watch okay, that. Okay, uh, let's move on. Let's do a little break. A little break from silence. the talking. Yeah, yeah, sit in silence. <laughs> and we're back. No, no. <laughs> and we're back. No, no, no. I, I want to do... Let's do a before the, before the podcast, Narg was like, oh, we need to do fun stuff. We need to do fun things. No, no, I didn't say that. Yeah, you, you literally did. I said we have to be more fun because <laughs> we're fucking to like motivate yourself. It's up because inspire like, yourself. Can, I can't be Mr. Motivation anymore. We need to be like real. You guys should see us in the wild, man. We, ch- we like we'll sit. We should just record ourselves sitting on the countertop and talking about things because that is podcast episode worthy. How do we like do we that? Just, we, we just do commentate. That? We just commentate on things that are on our mind. We just j- judge things for like yeah, an yeah, hour yeah. and then yeah. we record the podcast. Should we judge something right now? What do you want to do? Um, you want to judge something? I don't want to judge. Can I say something first? Yeah, yeah. Man. Go ahead. Uh, inspiration time. <laughs> Again. Dude, so I watched Yee Yee. Did I tell you about this? I told you. Yeah. Man, so I watched another, another Asian movie. Uh-huh. The bar just keeps going up and up and up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm like, I, it's questioning everything in my life. So the Taiwanese family drama, Yi Yi, yeah, the name of the movie. Taiwanese, um, great this, food by this the way. This mom, Taiwanese. I'm gonna spoil it because you're never gonna watch it. No, I'll never watch it. Uh, if you're gonna watch it and you don't want to spoil it, close ears. But close keep listening because we need the. We need yeah, the, well, we need the. So just fucking just mute it. Ears, hit yeah, M. Mute. Hit M to yeah. mute. Um, or just if you're but, in the car, just lower the volume. For this you. grandma goes into a coma, and mm-hmm. then it they like triggers this mom to like question her life. Oh wow! Beautiful. And she like the the dad comes home, the husband comes home, and she's sitting there crying, and he's like, "What?" And <laughs> she's like, your deal? "She's you're she's, bumming." Me she's out. literally she's having this existential crisis. She's like, "My life means nothing. Uh-huh. I am nothing. What the f- am I doing with my life?" Mm-hmm. And he's like. And she's like, I can't talk to her because they're supposed to talk to the grandma to like mm. stimulate her, you know, senses or something. Sure. And she goes in there and she's like, I can't talk to her. I don't know what to say. Like, mm. I have nothing to say. I have nothing in my life worth doing read or worth talking about. Mm. And does she read a book? So, so then, I read a book. So then the husband goes, he like completely ignores what she's saying and mm-hmm. he's like, I'll get the nurse to talk to her or something. And the wife again like loses her mind because she's like, 
asshole isn't even listening to me. But then she goes off to a Buddhist temple and she disappears for half the movie. Okay. But the important thing there is that I was comparing that to my life and I was like, wow. Similarities. Complete differences. <laughs> because like, you know, we have something going for us, mm-hmm. at least, you know, and that's like, that's that's good. And it feels good to have something that's like, you know, we're working towards something. We cut this right here. Mm-hmm. One year from now, we cut this edit, You'll, and then it's a it's a compilation of all our success, uh, and then it's the next podcast. Dude, episode. it's like it's like uh, you know what else I've seen recently, what? dude. It actually pisses me off because because New Year's is like two weeks ago or something. Mm. Exactly, almost they, two weeks what ago. they do twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, and twenty twenty four. It's been Tom Brady AI voiceover where he goes, and with that. The 2023 season ends, and you know, you know what I'm talking about? and then it like mm-hmm. compilation. Nothing pisses me off more than that. It's like I don't know what it is. It's like can nails we, on a chalkboard. Can we? It's can like we, nails on a chalkboard to me. But can we? I, can I we actually, shit on real quick? I actually want to. I'm gonna bleep that. You know, <laughs> I want to. Because I don't give a fuck about Tom Brady. I don't care about these edits, bro. Oh my god. No, you know what? You know what else we should do? What? Just judge people right now. <laughs> Talk corner, bro. Hear me there's out. Hear so me many, out. There's so many TikToks recently. This will, this will, this will probably resonate. This will, this might piss off ninety six percent of the population <laughs> We're on Instagram. It's on our back. <laughs> I've been. Let's say I'm on. I'm a, a normal user of Instagram. Mm. I go through stories. I see posts. Yeah. But then on New Year's, on mm. New Year's, yeah, yeah. you repost the entire everything you've done all year. Highlights of my year. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> why are you? Why do you need to show everyone all the cool stuff you've been doing all year? What 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 purpose does that serve? What does that do? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Why are we reposting our entire year? I don't know. I don't know, dude. What What do you mean? What bothers you about it? It's selfish. Selfish? Why? <laughs> Look at all the cool stuff I did this year. <laughs> you got to give me more than that. Give me something. Why? 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 It's like um. It's like uh. <laughs> I don't want to shit on them. Shit on them. Shit on them. You know what's fucked up? You know what's really fucked up? I'll see one Instagram story. Yeah. And then I'll want to make a whole ass post calling someone out, but then they'll know I'm talking about them. Yeah. It's something so annoying. But you know what it is? It's so many people that I just I just think it's I think it's uh funny how we see one person go like 2023 recap and then a thousand people post 2023 recap. Listen, listen, I just listen. don't understand. You know what it is. Here's what I, I'm gonna do. You know what? It, well, let's whoa, get down. Let's whoa, get. Whoa, l- l- whoa, whoa, let me get down whoa, whoa, to the point. Okay, okay, go, go, go. I think it has to do with me not understanding why people post on social media mm. if it's not for like business. Because <laughs> I think I just think it's for you're just looking for gratification from other people, and yeah. uh, that will only lead to negative things in your life. I think it actually does people harm. Mm. to just post regularly and wait for people to uh, either like it mm. or like, you know, like, sh- um, like it, it, it's like telling people that you volunteer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You do know you, what I mean? Like the, the point to, of volunteering is not to tell other people that you volunteer. Do you want volunteer. me to play devil's advocate? Mm-hmm. I think that 
that's something that I resonate with, that idea, <laughs> which makes it so fucking hard to post. Yeah. It's like we're shooting ourselves in the foot with this with this mind mm-hmm. with like I with do that, too. with like thinking that way. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I have yeah, a friend, I, I have a friend, a family friend who posts on Instagram, her Instagram stories are hilarious. Mm-hmm. She has like 300 followers or something. Like mm-hmm. you know, she's not doing it for anyone. She's doing it cuz it's fun for her. Yeah. But for me, I just don't I'm see not it's kidding. Fun for everyone, anyone. It's like the highlight of my day. <laughs> seeing her Instagram stories mm-hmm. and it's like you know, if she were to just like not post those, then it's like. What percentage of people do you think are doing it for that reason? Because it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Like because they were having fun with it. Maybe less than five. Five percent. Five percent less. Dude, I. Uh, but it, I think it's. I think it's un, like social media is an unhealthy platform, yeah. and I think it's so funny how there was an ad for an app pop filter there was an ad for an app that is like you want to make your mic you're scrolling into micro learning or like like that you know what i mean or like a ways to get off of your phone but you're promoting it on social media Dude, none of it means anything anymore how do you promote on social media ways to get off of your phone and i understand it's so people that it's so people see it and then get off your phone yeah but then you're not getting any Mark, like you're not, there's no additional marketing after that if you're getting people to get off their phone. It's just so that people go to your page. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you know that they're never actually going to get off their phone. It's it's the same thing as the TikToks that were like, these were big like two three years ago. Micro learning. Like, also, micro learning is not a good form of learning. That means you don't have the patience to learn something in long formats. Then you're just inherently. Here's what doing I want like you to do. Here's what I want you to do right now. You know what? Nuts on the table. Balls on the table. Turn off this podcast right now. Go read Marcus Aurelius' meditations. <laughs> On God, can we cut that entire bit? I don't like that. No, I don't man, like being negative. We are. I don't like. No, we're gonna do it. I don't we're like being it. negative. It's I just, part of who we are. It's I part just, of who we are. The culture is so. It's so exhausting. It's so disgusting. And we're going to post all this like for like we have to post all this stuff on social media, right? Yeah. Like you have to. You have to be a part of the game so that we can do what we want, right? Sure. We want to post a podcast and we want to you know communicate. Uh, we want to be uh, conversing with our community mm-hmm. and you know build a, build a nice community for people but the whole social media thing is so toxic and I'm not even in like the depths of social media some people are so deep sometimes I look at people's feed I'm like you are a hamster on a wheel right now just going and going and going and your brain is just fried oh yeah I want to talk can we switch What's up I want to talk about we music dude we I, we didn't even do the bit what bit we just started ranting on social media yeah we're probably gonna cut out the sure, last sure, like, 20 sure. minutes can I can I uh I mean, this. Let's, let's just name artists. Let me give you three artists. Okay. Three popular artists. Sure. sure let's just try it, right? Sure, sure, sure. Three artists that are popular right now, whether it's deserved or not. Their popularity. Yeah, they're, popu- they're popular. Their popularity or the quality of their music? The quality of their music. You have to pick one. What do you mean? I'm going to name three and you'll rank them. Okay. Are you ready? Like one, two, three, or I'm ranking this one's good, this one's bad, this one's good. Um, I just want you to speak on all of them equally. I don't know, know that much about artists, so this is completely. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. This is just know that I'm a lying. Hit and run. Yeah. Um, okay. Drake. <laughs> I can't name any other artists. I don't even know where we're going with this one. I think uh, free balling it. I think Drake is a a great artist and he, <laughs> I was I was looking to it's see like, if I it's like insulting that. Taylor Swift like it's dangerous territory you know what I mean sure you know what Drake 
and Taylor Swift. Okay, Drake, I think, is um, a great artist personality, a great artist. He makes fun music. Yeah. And, um, but it depends what you're looking for in music, mm-hmm. right? If you go like, Drake is the greatest artist of all time. Sure. Be like, we, well, we got we into qualifying a, as we got into music? a heated discussion with uh, our friend the other day about this. What are we qualifying as good music, right? Like, yeah. is it challenging genres? Is it innovative music? Is it, uh, you know, is it just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what is good? What is, what is that? It, what does it look like? Sure. I feel like, his music, although sometimes pushes boundaries on certain genres, does not. It's not a revelation towards that genre. If anything, he's like, like let's say he did something that's Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. It's not the best Afrobeat music that he that is out there. Sure, right. If he did hip hop, he might not be the best. Uh, you know, might not be the best hip hop records ever. Mm-hmm. He had so he's sort of in between pop and hip hop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's a great artist, great personality. He seems like a really cool dude also, which I admire because a lot of people are not very nice uh-huh. um, and aren't that respectable. So I think he's like a, like a 9 out of 10 for the impact that he's had on music mm-hmm. and on… Because um, I know that a lot of his early music is very different. Pull back the veil. What do you think of him? I used to be Give a huge hater. I used to be a huge hater. Really? Huge, huge Why? hater. Uh, I just thought he was very irritating and everyone would listen to him and I just thought his music was irritating and it wasn't. But then I sort of like pulled back all my bias Mm -hmm. in a moment of life where I had like less hate and like I was more sympathetic towards people and this and that. And I started enjoying his music just for the fun of it. And that's why I'm saying it's fun is because he induces that kind of good hearted fun energy. And I think that's what's more important than arguing whether he's the greatest rapper or Mm. the greatest art of all all time because he's not. Like he's awesome. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know if he cares to be the greatest rapper of all time because he's doing like Afro music. He's doing uh, R&B. He's doing hip hop. He's doing, you know, he's like fusing all these genres. He's not trying to be the best rapper of all time. You know what I mean? Like I think people take that a little bit too seriously. I don't know what you think. You said you had a really heated debate with someone. The other day? We were all speaking. It wasn't heated. It wasn't heated. Yeah, but he thinks he's a great hip hop rapper. What he said. I think his, Yeah. Because it, it broke down to like, he was talking on like, what is art? Or I was trying to get him to the base of it. And he's like, I was like, what is art? He's like, to be enjoyable. Art is made to be enjoyable. And yeah. I'm like. But he comes from a very pure perspective. I'm I feel like, like huh, very I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because like, I don't think art is necessarily enjoyable. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, Well, it doesn't. Okay, wait up. It doesn't necessarily have to be enjoyable to be art. But sure. is good art enjoyable? Is the question. But I guess I guess the real question is, are you? I guess not enjoyable because it's enjoyable to consume art, right? But the question is, is the most important emotion that you feel when you consume art joy? You know, because he was saying it makes mm. you happy when you listen to it when you listen to Drake. No, I mean you can experience you know, sadness. I could and, be like the saddest human being on planet yeah. Earth. And when so I you resonate it. with something, and in you that resonate emotion, with yeah. it, and then it's like it's you know it's better than Drake. But you know right. anyway. Well, well, his argument was also like just quality wise in terms of Drake's music. He loves Drake's music. Sure, sure, sure. Like, I just wanted to speak great on the, music. On the- the um, art, art perspective form, yeah. as well, but, but then yeah. the huge, the the bigger discussion at hand. He's he's sugarcoating this a little bit. The the <laughs> argument at hand was actually who is a better uh, rapper, Kendrick Lamar or Drake? No, no, no. I the argument initially was I asked him about what he thought of Drake, and then it was who's a better artist. Who's a better artist? Right. And Kendrick then I came or Drake. In, I came in. I said Drake is a better artist. Kendrick is a better rapper. Yeah, but then I don't agree. 
Right. But I think I think being an artist is a is a Drake is a more successful artist. Like he does the artist thing really well, but he's not I don't think he's as good of a uh, a rapper as Kendrick, but I, I think that's the issue is that you're saying he's a good artist and he yeah. does the artist thing well. But, but I think what artist is, is like a, a personality. Thing? What is the artist? The artist thing, is like though? a personality. But in the definition, like yeah, as uh, like as a as pop a singer, star, as a singer, as like a singer. as a rock yeah, star. Yeah, but if we're talking artist, as in like a creative, it's a completely artist, different thing. artist as a musician. Yeah, not different. artist as a creative human being. Uh, I'm saying artist in the sense of like because we always differentiate like there are so many good singers, mm. right? But not every singer is a good artist. So I'm using it in that sure, in that sure. context. In that yeah. context. Because it takes a lot to be, even though Kendrick Lamar is obviously maybe just as successful as Drake, right? It's like a, it just depends on the okay. way that you define success. Sure, I sure. mean, if you compare albums and whatever, right? There's mm-hmm. like huge discussions online, I'm sure, about it <laughs> that I'm not gonna get into because I don't listen to either of their music. But um, I have a general understanding of it, right? And uh I think that if you were to compare the two at what uh-huh. they're the best at, the cultural impact that Drake has as an artist mm-hmm. and his music is larger than Kendrick Lamar's. But I think the quality of Kendrick Lamar's music and the way he pushes hip hop and the quality of his music mm-hmm. is better, obviously. And sure. I'm saying this with you knowing that I don't like Kendrick Lamar's music. You know I don't like his <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I always say, it's just not for me. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate how good of an artist or how good of a, in this case, rapper he is, mm-hmm. right? Or the quality of his production. Sure. Yeah. I think he's the greatest artist of all time. Yeah, I know. Put me down on there. Put me down. Okay, what about T-Swift? Dude, I gotta be honest. Be fucking careful with your words. I don't before. know. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I have, and it's not even like an apprehension, mm-hmm. but nothing has ever brought me, and I've communicated with my you want me to keep going? Yeah. I've communicated with my siblings about this. My sister Casey's a big T Swift fan now. My sister as well. What's crazy to me, as someone who is a producer who actively listens to music all the time, I have no desire whatsoever to listen to any Taylor Swift music. And it's not even that I think she's bad or that I'm uninterested in it. It's mm-hmm. just that I just. There's something about it. Yeah. I'm never looking up Taylor Swift to go check out her music. Uh, I want to say I'm within the same realm, but sure. I have grown up listening to a lot of her music. I also did. A lot of her music. I also did. <laughs> My you, sisters from a young age, they weren't like obsessed, but yeah. it was just a, a regular thing that was on while we were listening to music. Me too. Yeah. There was there was a point where I could recite uh, We Are Never Getting Back Together. <laughs> The entire song. Wow. I had it memorized. Impressive. That one, the other one too, You Belong With Me. That's a great song. With Taylor Lautner in the yeah, music yeah. video. But uh, I don't think that's true. But but um, I think that I had the same conversation with my sister. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know, a lot of her music, it sounds the same to me. Yeah. You know, like it, it is, it's not necessarily repetitive, yeah. but it's within a similar structure. Mm-hmm. And then people will be like, have you heard her like pop 80s, this, that? Yeah, like I listened to some of it. I, I didn't think it was as well executed as other producers and stuff have done. Sure. In terms of 80s music or, you know, modern pop or old pop, whatever. Jack Antonoff is very good though, the producer. The, yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's super, ta- not even about that. I, yeah. I, it's just about 
the way that it sat with her voice, the way the production worked, yeah. I thought she was way better as like the songwriter vibe. I thought that was mm. a lot cooler. Yeah. I I resonated with that more. Yeah. And I have my own artists that I, I love that they'll have certain kinds of albums that I resonate with more. Other albums I'll openly say I hate those albums. Mm-hmm. And I still love the artist. Can we do something <clears throat> real quick? Last okay, okay, okay. that point about Taylor Swift. Um what I found is that a lot of people resonate with the story that she has to offer mm. in her music and the lyricism because yeah. it's all based on true things that are very straightforwardly put in the music. And my yeah. sister was like, can you believe Jake Gyllenhaal did this? I'm like, what? Are we just listening to his song? She's like, this is about Jake Gyllenhaal. This is about John Mayer. He was such an asshole or whoever it is. I don't know the exact stories, but it's like the albums are sequenced in this little storyline. She was 20 years old and he was this mm. and they were doing that. And I was like, how the fuck do you know all of this? Where, what forums were you on, dude? You know, it's like, it's just crazy. And I think people really, really like her songwriting and yeah. the way she tells stories. I think she's yeah. a great storyteller. That being said, does it mean like being a good storyteller, does that always equate in huge success? I think there's other great storytellers in music that are not as successful. I think it's the same argument as Kendrick Lamar. But Kendrick Lamar's better. Put me down. Put me down. <laughs> yeah. Can can we do something? Yeah, yeah, do something. Thirty seconds of a Taylor Swift song, a new one, a new one, just to see. I'm, I'm so down, just to feel it. Yeah, just to feel something. Let's huh? put let's put a couple. Let's just go through like her most recent. But she's releasing all her old music over again. You know what? I legitimately props to her for it. No, it's a really cool move. I, I, I respect. I that dig a lot. it. I respect it honestly. But um, I'm I'm saying I don't want to listen to her old music again. I want to listen. Sure. To like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I have heard that these songs aren't as good. Her, her version of 1989 specifically. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to they recreate the they original. Capture, I think, dude, it was like a it's hard to Swedish House Mafia vibe, or something yeah. had a, a hand in the production. Uh, Midnight's. That's I think new, this right? Is the one. This is new. This yeah. is the one. It was the 80s kind of thing? Yeah. Should yeah. we listen to a few? Just you know what? Song, I, I know one. Wait. One. Random. Yeah. yeah random. random. Shuffle. Random. Put shuffle. Oh. So it's not influenced. Let's go to like a chorus kind of. Wait, wait, wait! I just needed to hear that how that resolved. That's it. See, I listened to this and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't go anywhere. It it doesn't like it doesn't excite." Yeah. Hold on. It's fine. Tell me that doesn't sound like Garage Band. I was just about to say, "Sounds like Garage Band." (laughs) Wow, dude! I, I, it just, it just doesn't. It's so. I feel like as as a person, genre, as a person who listens. To the music first and the lyrics second. Yeah, I didn't even hear the lyrics, honestly. It like it doesn't do anything for me. The melodies feel you know what's crazy is they I feel very I know, s- too simple. I know that Olivia Rodrigo has bidden she's bidden melodies from Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. but I think they sound better with Olivia Rodrigo. Well, the edge that she has in her vocal performances is more suited for the genre she works in. Yeah. But I think Taylor Swift going into whatever this was. Like I listen to a few songs like we're doing right now. You know, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. listen to it. You know, it's good to stay up to date with things, which I do yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it just doesn't feel cohesive with the way that the instruments are playing. And usually like the 80s sound, it's like big sounds and Very, vocals are inside, like yeah. inside the sound. But this is like the vocals are forward and mm. this huge production is laying in the background yeah. and it just feels very thin and and absent. How much how much of her success now do you think is built on the built on her fan base liking her as an artist? Do you think the it's huge do you but, think do you think the music stand stands on its own? Yeah. I do. Interesting. I think her that being said, I think her music is very good. Mm. I think like I said, um 
I loved Taylor Swift's music growing up. Yeah, I listened to it. I I wasn't a huge fan, but I knew all the lyrics to all the songs. Like they're yeah. catchy songs, you know. Yeah. Like being, you know, at the age I am now and going through all the experiences I had with music, mm-hmm. I'm not at a stage where I listen to Taylor Swift and get the same enjoyment out of it than when I right. was like 12 or 13. And mm-hmm. sisters, oh, you know, like fun songs, you know, whatever. I think a lot of her music stands on its own really well. There's something to say for really good songwriting and storytelling. Mm-hmm. I have the same feelings with uh, folk artists or country artists. I don't know how people like to classify him, but um, Tyler Childers, who oh. is my favorite songwriter. Mm-hmm. And he has some of the most moving music that I've ever listened to. And I could say this, well, his productions are very simple. Sometimes mm. it's just a guitar and vocals, a little bit of reverb. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole fucking song. You know, and like it's so, his lyrics are so moving. The way he sings it, the conviction in his voice when he says the words. It's so moving that, you know, people put hours and months and hundreds of thousands of dollars into productions. <laughs> when this guy just has a guitar and a vocal in a big room. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's completely... It's genre based. It's intention based. It's like mm-hmm. it's so. It's there's so many. There's so many things to consider. Yeah. With Taylor Swift, I feel like, in terms of those songs that we listened to, maybe it didn't hit the mark. But overall, being a great person, being mm-hmm. a great artist, being good to your fans, and having good music, those are things that she does, excellent. And it's so hard to find people who do that regularly. Yeah. It's so fun to have find artists that do that regularly. And we have that same experience hearing like only if they put more effort, only if they weren't like this, only if they didn't have that about them, you know, like that holds them back as being a great artist. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are not nice people. We just touched. We can touch. Wow. Your hands are so cold. I'm sweating though. Whoa. I know my hands um, get cold. Uh, if you, uh, hearing the Taylor Swift songs that we did and you are upset of the way that we've judged Taylor, we didn't judge Taylor. Let us know of some Taylor Swift songs to listen to. No one can doubt Taylor's success and her talent. Sure, sure. But um, maybe we I, should do a little. I can, I can judge her, her talent. Maybe not her success. I think <laughs> yeah, she's very successful, sure. and I respect. I mean, her. we can, we can do like a little like listen along and do an episode about yeah. the whole. You know, we can listen to her older music, her more sure. modern music, and see the differences. And yeah. that would be like a too. That'd be too much, man. That's too much Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, you know what's crazy is that I I have now in my head. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. I have it you stuck in my head right now. Talk to my friends, <laughs> talk to your friends, talk to me. But oh we, man, I, I guess overall, you know, just as as we continue to explore, you know, a creative, uh, a career in music. Yeah, I find myself having a such an interesting relationship with listening to music, and I feel like yeah. it's so much harder for me to engage in something and find it enjoyable. And I don't know if that's me growing up. No, it's it's working with music all the time. It makes you like, or if it's the quality of the music being released, or just like I used to say. You know what I mean? I used to say, is it the quality of music being released? But I think it's just harder to find the music that you want to listen to. Yeah, I think it's just it's just difficult because you run out of because social media only pushes things that are popular, but Mm -hmm. it might not be the popular things that you find. Uh, you know, gratifying and worth listening to. So it's really hard to find good music, which is why it's good to have a little community of people recommending music to you. Yeah. Which would be cool if you guys want to recommend music and we listen to it and give our thoughts on it for like half an episode or something. That would be cool. But that being said, we were just talking about production. I want to get into what makes a good production. Right. Oh, I had like this <laughs> I had this whole I had this whole thing in the car. I had this whole thing in the car about production. I was like listening to really old cliche two thousands pop music. Mm. And one can thing you I, give me names? Britney Spears. 
Vanessa Carlton, Britney Spears. Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Is that if I uh, wait? No, that's. If I could fall into the Have you seen that? Oh, um, Terry Crews. You know, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a there's a viral like. 2015, like yeah, yeah. 2014. I was like uh, playing the Xbox 360. My friends are just going, it could be and over it could Carly Rae Jepsen. It could be anything. Sure. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We were listening to Carly. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. But it, it, it's not necessarily has to do with these artists. But I was mm-hmm. listening to that genre. Yeah. And I, I just noticed something. Because back then, I feel like a lot of the music was not independent. It was more so like label-wise. So like right. production like was done by… I'm not saying producers are not good. Producers are very talented, but production, maybe on even on a very simple level, was done by people who have produced like multi gold, platinum records all consistently. Yeah, like that was the people who were producing for the big artists on the radio, mm-hmm. right? So I was just thinking, I'm like, the production sounds so different from now. I'm like, I wonder why that is. But I, I just started listening, and I was like, dude, you know what I'm hearing? At there's there's a certain level of intention with production that I noticed that goes well with artists, singers. Mm. Certain songs, the productions do not interfere with the vocal range of that singer. Mm. So the elements of the, like like Drake, this is an ex- this is an amazing example about how Drake changed so many things in within a modern context where they downsampled or you know like lowered the sample rate and whatever on the songs. Like that's how they got like that sure. underwater effect or whatever, and. His vocals were just in the forefront and everyone loved that. That's what that's what gave it that signature Drake sound, right? And yeah. that was the th- that's not necessarily the same thing that was happening back then, but I found that there was a lot less conflicting instruments and noise sounds that were going on production-wise with the vocal. And I was like, dude, these sound super clean. You know, these mixes sound clean, the production sound clean, and I think that enough producers don't think about that when they're creating music. You can create a super cool production, but it it could be incredibly difficult for an artist to sing over that. Yeah, it could be really di- or to get someone to rap over it or sing over it. You know, it might not feel as good when there is vocals on it. Yeah, why is that the case? I, There's I, no room. I think yeah. I think the thing is that because we're working with independent producers now versus the 2000s, a lot of it is that you need to make an engaging beat. Mm-hmm. For an artist to want to sing on that's it. That's true. You know, so that's like true, that's true. what you're gonna be doing is putting too much in initially mm-hmm. for the artist to go on and for them to feel interested. Right. And then you have no room for them mm-hmm. later on. You know, they're trying to fit into the beat when it's already finished. Yeah. Versus building the beat around, around the artist. The artist, artist. Yeah. Which is something that we're we do literally struggling with. Yeah, yeah. Doing too much. It's yeah. like how much it's ninety percent. 95% of a song is the artist. Yeah. It's not the production. You can enjoy a great production, but the artist made that song the song. And if the production is driving yeah. the song and the artist is not, in what instances is that a hit song? Can I play my favorite example of sure. the artist making the beat? Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I'll see I'll see how much I get away with this and uh Just go to the best part. Cutting the it's at the beginning. You'll see. Oh, okay. You'll see. I'm sure you've heard this. I might have already played this for you too. Put it next. Bitch, you thirsty, please grab Sprite. My crib's lurking, don't die tonight. Did you hear how simple it is? Listen, listen. Just shuffle shuffle a song on your Spotify. I think that's what's so amazing about hip hop as well, dude. 
You hear that? It's literally just literally. It's just a, a pad and a, a sample. Loop. Yeah. And some got take the context. So take the context of the vocals out of the song. Would you even want that beat? Yeah. Many people be like, you know, people be like that's sick when they listen to it because that person made it sick. They made it. They made it sick. Yeah. But a lot of people would turn that down because they're like, what is this weird? Shit? You know what I mean? Like, but people, you have to see. The artist makes a song. The mm-hmm. artist makes a song. Mm-hmm. And I feel like overproducing and putting too many layers can be cool within certain genres and categories. And there are genres like that. And there, that is what people want and mm-hmm. what people listen to. But I'm just saying, if you're working you know, within the pop, hip-hop, R&B realm, a lot of the times your, your vocal performance and the song is made by the artist. I think the hardest thing for a lot of producers is making something simple. And sound good. That's the. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing. And it's quality samples, any, quality choices any art form. Honestly, yeah. it's just like making something good that's also simple because mm-hmm. you can throw a thousand things on there and it can sound good to you. But like that's the problem we're having. It's just like pulling back and making something that's good, or, but with, it, if with you, seventeen less layers. If you, like you said though, like when the artist wants to be impressed with the beat, mm-hmm. you can't go. Like your 100% of the way might be 60% of the way for them because it sounds 60% of the way done. But the other 40% is the vocals. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like that is so difficult to convey. It was was actually mind-blowing to me the first time that I did that where like I was just (laughs) – basically I was in the room with an artist and they were like, just do it for me. You know, like make the beat for Mm -hmm. me. Do it all for me. And so I was like, look, I've done all I can. It's like – Maybe in my mind, 30% there. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, go in the booth, just track vocals. We'll get something on it. And they started singing on it. I was like, let's get some doubles and harmonies down. Put the doubles and the harmonies in. I was like, holy shit, this song it's sounds done. 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 What just happened? That's so crazy. What just happened? Yeah. Like, it, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, I, I really was like, let me do another five hours of producing on yeah. this. And then it was like, no, with the doubles and the harmonies in, it sounds done. Mm-hmm. It was mind-blowing to me. Uh, it's hard because, like, you know, that's what I want to do. Like, that's where I want to it's, go. We've already recognized that for ourselves that we need to be more simple. Yeah, we say that all the time. It's that, so like, hard to get across. But then, like, we get into an argument with an artist where, like, they want more. They want it to sound like this. They want more and more and more. And I'm like, look, we've already done more and more and more twice. Like, what I want to do, what I thought we were going to do going into this was to be more simple. Mm-hmm. And so like that was the but it's also very frustrating. It might be on us where the the simple things that we have might not be what they're looking for. Like they want a different simple. They want a bigger simple. Sure. They want it simple but <laughs> but 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 sounding more cinematic, let's say, like more dramatic, right? Yeah. Like but if you have a lot of small elements, right? Or a lot of like simple elements and they're not getting the vibe of it. That mm-hmm. artist is not getting the vibe of your music. Like that's fine. Right. You have to try something else. But overdoing it on the production phase can really bite you in the leg when it comes to post production. Yeah. Because then you're gonna have to make choices about cutting things out, and then the artist isn't gonna be happy because the the song is just not gonna turn out good. And yeah. that happened with one of our songs. Even though I love the song, the mixing was actually so difficult for me <laughs> that there were so, and it turned out cool. I wish it turned out differently, but it turned out really cool. Easily the most complicated song we've ever made. It's so many layers and so many post effects and sends and like, 
I can't believe we actually even released a song. Like it got done. <laughs> you know, like I was working on it relentlessly. And um, yeah, like I said, I think I think that has to do, and and that I think is a sign of a mature producer knowing when to stop mm. and when the vocals are going to take over and knowing how to talk to your artists to to get what they want and get what you want at yeah. the same time knowing how to communicate that and knowing how to show it on your production sure that is sure. a sign of a mature producer oh it's very difficult and i think in a way if we expand it to all creative things i think it's it's very similar with all art I've I've noticed it a lot with photography too, mm-hmm. where initially I was doing too much. Like with my editing, I was like, you know, adding in all this stuff and like, you know, masking certain things that would just in the edit that would just make it in my mind better. And then realizing that like, oh, like what this person actually wants is just like a light color grade on this on this photo, and they just want to look good. And it's like, you know, learning how to step back and see things in a simpler way that. Um, just gets the job done. Yeah, I don't know. I get that makes sense. well, it gets the job done for what they want. Like you give them what they want, right? Mm. It's not it, that's like the job done for you. Like you have that you have that thought of well, I got the job done, but you gave them what they wanted. Well, but I, for you, it's not what you would have done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, well, I want to say that like there's what for you gets the job done. Right, is like you know you have a you have. A taste, and you have yeah. a, an expectation an expectation for what music is supposed to sound like, right, right, or what photography is supposed to look like, or what a movie is supposed to play like, and it's just like, you know, sometimes what you're creating and your expectations are completely different, and uh, I think learning how to balance the two and balance your taste and your expectations with what you're actually creating is mm-hmm. very, it's very difficult, and. And uh, I, I like to think of all this stuff being said is like we uh, the creative has so much judgment is so critical of their own work, yeah. right? And if if you listen to Rick Rubin at all, maybe if if you his his audiobook is now on Spotify for free if you have Spotify Premium. If you it's free, like, I believe I was listening to like the first chapter recently, yeah. But a lot of the message that he gets across is that the creative process is such a like internal spiritual thing mm-hmm. that you can't interfere with creativity. It, it, it takes you somewhere and it goes somewhere and it is what it is. You know what I mean? If you impede on it, if you judge it, if you criticize it, you're diminishing from the creativity. You, you have to cater environments. And this is just a message I get, right? I, I don't know word mm-hmm. for word what he says or what he does. I'm just saying from what I've heard from his interviews and this and that. And it seems like his process is a lot of like being more hands-off and allowing the creativity to happen and creating environments where it induces creativity, mm. right? And, and you know, there's, we're talking about like getting the job done and doing this and doing that. And like, but where, when you get, and that's why I was talking about mixing with feeling, right? Rather yeah. than mixing with eyes and mixing with, you know, um, mixing with what you see. Mm-hmm. Because you feel when things are done. But your eyes can deceive you to tell you that there's more to be done, right? Mm. So if you see like a spiking frequency, like I can't be done now. I have to tame that frequency, right? Yeah. Like that's going all over the place. Or you, or I don't know how it would work with photography, right? Or or with movies. But like how do you get the feeling that something is going – you have to trust the feeling that you have that something's going in the right direction rather than being critical of yourself and being like I'm comparing myself to this and I'm comparing – no, art is the, for the sake of art. Creativity is for the sake mm-hmm. of creativity. You have to let it go where it's going. Yeah. 
And it might not be going where you wanted it to go in that moment. Yeah. But you still have to let it go there. It's yeah. going there for a reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's hard accepting all those things when you have an agenda in mind. Right. When you have an agenda, you're fighting against yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think ultimately to tie it back in, the hardest thing is when your creative, your creativity is taking you in a direction that is different from the artist. Yeah. And you have to sit there in the room with the artist and your creativity is going in one direction and the artist's creativity is going in another direction. Mm-hmm. And it, like finding the balance there is really difficult. Human uh, experience. You have to learn how to empathize and give people what they want. Here's the lasting thought. Quit. Quit right now. Quit right now. It's not worth give it. Up. Give up. Oh, man. Dude, that was a chaotic episode. I'm down to cut out no, no, no. 70% here's, of it. Here's what I think we need to do. I think we just take... Literally, a handful of spaghetti. Let's cut the podcast. Take an actual handful of spaghetti and throw it at the wall. (laughs) But I think we just have to, you know, throw all these things at the wall, see what sticks, what people resonate with. Because, like, you know, I think there's a lot of avenues to go with here. Um, Do you have any lasting thoughts? My brain is mush. All right, I have one. You know why? Because I have the mind of a god. Um, I get so sad when I listen to a good song, even if it's like, you know, not a sad song. Yeah. Or specifically for me, what has been recently is watching a really good movie. Right. Because I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And I want to, I want to have a hand in creating something that good. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm never going to get there. It's not true. I know, but that's what I think. I know, you know I that's too. that's I my irrational mind. It's like, damn, I'd love to be a part of something that good. It's like, can we can we roll back time? I want to make Band of Brothers. <laughs> All quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, that's like true. that's it is hard that's to, something that I, I I think that's what I was getting at too. It's like comparing yourself, having an agenda, going yeah. in a certain direction. Like you might be fighting fighting with yourself like the entire time trying to get that across when. And I remember, it's funny because when you were making beats for nobody and you as in like whoever's the listener is, when you're making beats for nobody and you're just in your room and you had GarageBand and you were having a blast, yeah, that is the most fun you could remember having beats. And like, you listen back to your beats like, this was shit. You know, like, why was it shit? Did you enjoy it? Did yeah. it serve what you wanted it to serve? You know what I mean? And now like, just doing too much. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tie this back in. Because I think that the way that I look at art now and I, you know, when I watch Alfonso Cuaron's Children of Men and I go, I want to make this, you know, like I want to be a part of this. I think we are setting unrealistic expectations for ourselves. <laughs> Legitimately, what yeah. we need to do is find a way to just accept that what we're creating is what we're creating. And I think that's the issue with doing too much mm. because when you are, when you want to hit that level, you know, when you want to make a song as good as hmm. Dua Lipa's Pretty Please. That's a song right there. Dua Lipa's a goat. Um, when you want to make a song that good, you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing to this level, mm. but you're you're going down the wrong street, <laughs> brother, because that shit was simple, yeah. right? They uh-huh. just made what they made. Does that make sense? Like, no one was going into it thinking like, oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to make someone else's movie. 
Right. I'm, right, I'm going right, to make right, someone right. else's song. They, yeah, although you know, I like, think those professional producers have a vision in mind yeah. for certain artists and they can execute yeah. execute it because they're so good. Sure. But but I'm saying let's not make someone else's movie is the greatest like analogy you can but, make. But I'm saying like I'll I'll sit there in the room with an artist mm-hmm. and have them go, "I want it to be this song." Yeah, it's never going to And be. it's never going to be that song. Mm-mm. I cannot get any song yeah. to be that song. Yeah. Right? And then like I'm throwing on the fucking tractor trying to get it there, you know? And it's like, I, I, I'm losing it. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. losing the plot. And, yeah. and it's just, it's hard for me. But even to, to let go of what it means for me personally, mm-hmm. because it's one thing if an artist tells me it, if, it's another if I think it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's another to think like, I want to be a part of this movie. I just watch Yee Yee. Mm-hmm. I want to make Yee Yee. It's like, no, what I need to do is accept that I'm not going to make that, yeah. but I'm going to make what I'm going to make. Yeah. That's my lasting thought. It's like uh, the five stages of grieving. Yeah, right? I think I went through them all. <laughs> Let's roll it back. Go point think, them yeah, out. Five stages of grieving all this podcast. <laughs> Yelling, laughing, crying. Uh, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, I agree. I think, <laughs> fuck, man. I, I hope, um, you know, sometimes you think like the things that you're saying... Do they only make sense in your head when you're, or when you're singing them out loud? Do they make sense? <laughs> Is anyone gonna be able to relate to anything I said? But yeah. uh, I think, uh, yeah, it's cool. I um, hope uh, if you're listening, dude, I love that the episodes get longer and longer and longer yeah, but every this one, time. This one we were really, <laughs> this one we are really uh, just wing, winging it, yeah. and I think uh, we're gonna cut out a lot. But uh, if you want to reach out to us with any topics or suggestions or things to talk about, controversial things, maybe ideas, um, my Instagram handle is mixing.waves, mixing, conventional mixing spelling, dot waves, <laughs> W-A-V-S. Sorry, so what is that? M-I-K-S, M-I-C-K-S, M-I-C-K-S, Mix, M-I-C-K-S, mixing.waves. And then- Mine is obscure mod. Dude, we never said who we were. The beginning, we were supposed to say our names. You're Nara, I'm Maji. Uh, hopefully, you know that by now. Our dedicated and loyal and wonderful audience. Uh, my Instagram is obscure Maji. O b s c u r e m a t c h i. We don't have to introduce ourselves. <laughs> what do you mean? This is Talkbox. This is Talkbox. You came. You this came and got what you got. Talkbox. Um, this is Talkbox. That's gonna be like a. That's gonna like cut in, right? That's just going to be like something we fucking cut in there. You expect so much of me in these edits. No, I know, but we didn't sing the song. So the song has to be inputted with like a little yeah, short. Yeah, well, that was going at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed that if you were watching. We put a lot of effort. We, we put a lot of effort into that. I've. <laughs> this is talk about. Oh, man. Um, is that it? Uh, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this and you're watching this on YouTube, which you should be, drop a like. I don't even know what we're supposed do we, to do. We I have think there's to, like, we, do there's we have like, to tell people to, I think there's a statistic that like, if you like yeah. to tell people to subscribe and like it, they will. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So we should. Yeah. I guess we should. I, I think I the, don't want you to feel obligated to though. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> only if you think that this was good, but you should, you know what? You should only like and leave reviews on the episode you guys enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but that should be every episode. As expected. <laughs> Are we generic Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee? <sighs> Are you calling me? You're Andrew Santino. White? Yeah. I'm Caucasian. Should we get into that? No. Oh, man.
That was good. That was good. I feel like we got a lot across there, especially at the end. I was really peering into the void for that last part, mm-hmm. that lasting thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is that it? I guess so. Good work today. Good work. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed watching this or listening to this, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Music or Spotify Podcasts, actually, or <laughs> YouTube where you can leave a like and subscribe and smash, smash that Are you dumb, bro? notification bell. I want you to fucking destroy it. <laughs> I want you to... <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll uh, invest in new laptops for everybody. <laughs> Go fund me. Just destroy your fucking laptop on that notification button. It's so terrible. With that, none of that's happening. That is not actually happening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and a yellow bye. Do you like the Super Saiyan thing? No. Come on, come on. Yalla bye. Oh, it is like this. You right? don't know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. Yalla bye. bye.